You're listening to the Travel Geniuses Podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 23, and I'm talking to Jenna Dakin from In the Details, Darling, about what a VA can do for you. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I am super excited for you to listen to this interview. This is my chat with Jenna Dakin from In the Details, Darling. She is a VA on steroids. She's more of a business manager at this point, but she works primarily with travel agents, so brings some unique perspectives and ideas on what a VA can do for somebody like you and shares not only what a VA can do to take things off your plate, but also some things that I personally was pretty surprised about um, to help you enhance your business and really take care of some of those things that you want to do and know you should do, but don't necessarily have the bandwidth for at this point. So um, I just think this is such an amazing episode and you're going to love it. So I'm going to stop right here, not waste any more time and let you just get right into it. Hey, Jenna. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm really excited about this topic because I think it's something that travel agents really need and don't necessarily realize that they need or don't know how to get help. So um, I'm super excited to have you and learn more about what a virtual assistant can do for travel agents. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share. I couldn't agree more. And I just want to clarify, do you do call yourself a virtual assistant, right? I, I, that's how I started. Um, I am now transitioning into more of a virtual business manager type role. Um, And I can, I can distinguish the difference between both um, as we, as we go forward. But um, yeah, so essentially a virtual brand manager, business manager. Okay. Cause I was looking at your site and I followed you on Instagram for a little while. Mm -hmm. I know some of the things that you do and I thought that's a little more than just what I would consider a VA. So, um, I want to just start real quick with kind of how you got started doing this, and then we'll talk about what exactly you do. Yeah. So I was actually in the travel industry as an operations manager for a tour operator, small tour operator. We focused on group travel in Europe for a little over three years, and I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, and I realized um, that a lot of things I was doing on a day-to-day basis could actually translate into helping small business owners, specifically small business owners that are also juggling being a mom or having a family or anything like that, specifically in the travel industry. And so I took a leap of faith um, with some support of my first clients and um, the rest is kind of history and here I am. And do you work just with travel agents or do you have clients outside of the travel industry? I have clients outside of the travel industry as well, uh, very few, and I'll, I'll kind of touch on that too, that I, I'm very selective with who I work with um, because the relationship is so important to me and what I bring to the table. Uh, it has to be, we have to know each other on a pretty intimate level. And so I do work with some very highly specialized creatives as well, uh, but mainly travel industry professionals. Okay. It's nice that you do have a history in the travel industry because there are so many moving parts. Um, so it's nice that you have that background and kind of already know some of the stuff that needs to happen. I think that's been really helpful when, when a travel professional does hire me being that they don't have to, I feel like there, like you said, there's many moving parts and there's so many different entities of the travel industry that even explaining that 
it would be a whole onboarding process and bringing someone into your business uh, in general. So the fact that I can jump in, I'm very comfortable with the lingo or how something works or invoicing commission, things like that um, has been very beneficial for, for me and my clients. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit or a lot actually about what exactly you do for your clients, specifically your travel clients. Yeah. So um, there's a few different aspects. So there's some reoccurring monthly type of work where I am essentially like their business sidekick. It is, I am their business manager. And so I help not only with day-to-day tasks, like taking things off their plate, and that can be anything from itinerary building to research to invoicing, preparing and sending final documents. Um, anything like that to also helping with streamline their systems, um, to make suggestions based upon how we're working together, how we can adjust things to make it more efficient and effective, uh, helping people bring on additional people onto their team. So that whole onboarding process, we also go into strategizing marketing and strategizing just simply how to better serve their clients in a client experience. So it's just an all-encompassing type of type of relationship, and that's why it's so important to me to have that intimate relationship. So I'm, I work with a very limited amount of people um, because I know their their kids' names, or I know their dogs' names, or they can come to me, uh, personal or professional, and on any at any sort of capacity to ensure that um, I'm ultimately their girl and I am their sidekick. So that's one one part of it. Um, another is simply a system setup. So um, I work with and this specific to travel professionals currently with Dubsado or Travel Joy, and um, I like to use Asana as well. Uh, we're working through system setups, which then will in turn allow professionals to bring in other assistants within their business. So I personally think having systems in place is so important prior to hiring out. So I help them with that through that process, like setting up workflows and canned emails and forms, creating branded documents to send to potential or current clients, anything like that. And then my latest actually is I am now doing Pinterest management for travel professionals. So I'm really excited about that and to bring that marketing aspect to businesses because it is a powerful tool. So would you do that as a like only for your current clients or would you take on somebody who just wanted you to do their Pinterest marketing for them or Pinterest management? Yeah, I would take, um, on, it would be more like project-based type clients. I'm actually booked currently for my the brand management, business management clients, but, um, I have some openings for like project-based stuff and that would be, that would be one aspect of it. Okay. So you're fully booked. So how would somebody, a travel agent find somebody like you then if they listen to this podcast and they want you, are you cloning yourself or is yeah. there, do you, you are. Okay. I actually, yeah, I'm, through, I'm in the process currently that I have brought on a team member. And so, um, she, I currently have two clients specifically for her. So we work very closely where I'm training through the whole step because again, the travel industry is a very unique industry. It's very different than, um, jumping into to someone else's. And so it's important for me to give her the knowledge of the industry, but also there's a lot of steps, um, for instance, like a blogging workflow that we can rinse and repeat what I've created to put that 
give that to other clients. But essentially, I am teaching her. I'm excited about that. She's starting with two. We'll see if that can grow. I would hope it can grow. She's been awesome so far. We've been together for four weeks now. And um, so I'm excited to see where that can go. However, and I don't know all that many people who like to focus on the operations aspects in the travel industry. That's just my thing. Um, I personally don't want to sell travel. I just want to help execute the back end. I'm a back end kind of uh, girl when it comes to businesses. And so um, I actually am currently supporting one of my clients in a new venture. Uh, it is called Outsourcing with Love. And she is actually a virtual assistant as well. And she had some pain points where she would have people coming to her for the need of assistance. And um, if you know, if you are familiar or know anything about the Enneagram types, I am a type two, as is she, which is the helper. So we were more inclined to say yes to helping people, but not serving them the best because we didn't have the time. Actually, we just didn't want to let them down. So we created this, like I said, outsourcing with love and is uh, essentially an online directory that's filled with vetted service-based businesses. And when they apply to advertise on outsourcing with love, they're required to share two tests testimonials and we contact those specific people directly and those testimonials have to relate directly to uh, that the service they are advertising for so it's a great it's a great resource and I am sending all my any increase I cannot currently assist directly to there okay well that sounds great um, and then with your service that you mentioned earlier the um, setting up systems in like a CRM and the email onboarding sequences and stuff. Is that a service that you provide as a one-off service as well? Or is that only something you do for your clients? No, I provide that as a one-off service. So okay. I have, um, a, yeah, I, I have a few different uh, packages that offer just general system setup, um, systems, just even a systems review, um, some time that we can sit down and just simply look over everything together. And I'll give my personal and as well as just setting up the whole overall client experience. Okay. And how um, long does something like that take? And what do you charge for it? Is it different depending on what they need? It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything is very customized um, to the person because a lot of people have some sort of system in place. Um, And I also want to make sure I, I have very specific suggestions I make if someone doesn't have specific things they're already doing and want to keep doing. Um, However, I want to make sure I've found that a lot of people, if the system doesn't make sense to them, or if they can't get behind it, that they will simply not use it. So we have, I have a discovery call before I even book anything with anyone so we can get to know each other. And I can make sure that my suggestions that are all completely customized to the person are based upon their needs and their lifestyle. Okay, so I am definitely if you're up for it going to want to have you back sometime to talk specifically about that. Because I think that personally, I love systems like, I don't necessarily I'm just lazy. And I heard a quote somewhere, I don't remember who it was that said that um, lazy people make the best programmers, because they're always trying to find a way to like automate it. And Um, you know, not have to do all that, like not do any extra work. Mm -hmm. I love working, but I like the creative part. I don't like sending, Mm -hmm. you know, manually sending every email and rewriting the same email every time. So I love systems. And I think that it's something that not enough travel agents have in place in their business. Like, 
if they had better systems in place, not only is it easier to hire somebody to help, but it allows you to, to take better care of your clients because you have, it's all consistent for everybody. You're not doing something special for one client and then forgetting or not having time to do it for somebody else. So, um, Anyway, that's my long way of asking you if you would like to be back on the show sometime to just talk about systems and then some of the tools that you recommend too for that. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you on any of that. Um, the quality control and making sure that it's a consistent experience for all of the clients is really the why behind why I really want to help people do that. Um, and yes, I of course would love to talk systems. I'd love to nerd out with you on that. Yes, it's one of my favorite things. And my second favorite thing is customer experience. And I saw on your website that you offer client experience management too. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to know, of course, if that, again, is something that somebody could hire you for, even though you're fully booked with clients right now, and what exactly is involved in that? Yes. Yeah. So this is like my, this is my absolute favorite thing I offer and my favorite thing to work on. Um, and so it is a one-off. So it is for anyone who just simply needs a client experience overhaul. And so essentially what it is, is the implementation of systems. Uh, again, just be, as you mentioned, making sure the quality control is there, that every client is having a similar or the same experience, uh, making sure things aren't flipped slipped under the rug or anything like that, like things actually happen. Um, so that's one thing. But just to go back, like in general with the client experience, I think how you make your first impression is so important. So along with up candy emails and workflows, I like to create branded documents or a branded page on your website. That's like a hidden page on your website um, to go over pricing and expectations. And I like to do that in a creative way where, yes, we're, we're giving them a little note about uh, the, the person, the, the agent, the advisor. Um, we're also sharing some a little, little bit about them and the destinations they like to travel and such and the reason they're in business. But I, this is the time to also share their planning fee, the packages they offer, uh, what it looks like an inquiry process, what the steps look like. Um, so I typically suggest a document like that is sent with the the response to the initial inquiry. And so book a spot on my calendar if you like everything you see. And that also helps. I know some advisors aren't charging a fee, a planning fee. And so they sometimes and this has been a pain point that people have come to me on is they're unsure how to bring that conversation up, especially to people who have traveled with them before. So I feel like a document like this, laying it out to them prior to jumping on a call, if someone doesn't book the consult call, they're not comfortable then with the planning fee. But if they do, then that was already laid out to them. So going through that, making sure that's completely specific to them and their brand. And then also one more document alongside that, is a welcome document. And that just like gets into even more detail about the person, um, about the experience, what they should expect when some frequently asked questions, the benefits of working with them, all of that good stuff. So, and then we can add into that, like, again, customization. I love customization. It's important to me because not every business is the same, of course, Uh, but a welcome sequence along with an opt-in, like things like that, just to start really speaking to their ideal clients and nurturing them and making sure that their their experience is beneficial from even the moment of following them on Instagram to returning from a trip with them. So that's the, that's the ultimate goal. 
And I know that um, because I follow Brianna Glenn on Instagram too. So Mm -hmm. I, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that you send out, do you send out client packets like with little gifts and things to customers' clients? So is that something you would do for a customer who does the client experience management or is that something that you help them maybe design or figure out but you only send it for your ongoing clients? Yeah. So for my ongoing clients, um, I will send for them just because one, I'm, I'm in, I'm in their business. I'm printing these, I'm helping them create these itineraries and such. Um, but for client experience, what I would do is if they needed help with gifting, I would help put a concept together for them. Um, maybe create a unique card to put in there, make sure that um, we place an order for all the things they will need so they're prepared for the next upcoming month. Things like that would put together almost like a content calendar for social media, but like a content calendar planning for actual gifting for clients. And that can include like holiday gifting or birthdays or anniversaries, making sure there's cards in place and uh, calendars noted, like things like that, um, just to make sure that the experience is a step above the rest, essentially. Yeah. And I think um, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here because systems are my favorite and customer experiences are my, I like my dream is just to be hired by a bunch of travel companies to just help them tighten up their customer experience in all areas. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a complainer sometimes when I travel because I'm always noticing little things like even just the kind of chocolate. Like I hate when they just put generic chocolate on the pillow, like find something local anyway. But I think for travel agents, um, of course you have to do some sort of traditional marketing when you're first starting out, especially, but I think if you have this customer experience nailed down, um, you eventually will just be able to live off referrals and your existing clients because you'll be creating such an experience that they'll be talking to people about it. They will never go anywhere else because of the care you take with them. And these little things, especially when done consistently are things that people will talk about and that's free advertising for you. So I hope you end up having to hire 10 people to assist you or more (laughs) because I hope that travel agents really take this to heart and call you to do this because I don't know anybody else that's doing it that understands the travel business too. So um, I love that you do that. It's one yeah. of my favorite things. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you on essentially you, the goal with marketing is to have your clients, your current and past clients doing the marketing for you. So uh, you have mentioned Brianna. So I'm just going to give an example with her is we send boxes out that has certain things in that and then they're printed itinerary with all their vouchers and they do an unboxing and they're tagging her in it and that is that's the marketing right there yep um she's being intentional with how she's sending things out because it in turn pays in referrals yep and if you are doing are charging fees to your clients then those referrals are people who are expecting those fees and are happy to pay them it's not throwing out some Facebook ads and hoping that you don't get a pr- bunch of price shoppers. So yeah, 100%. I love that. Maybe we should do another episode just about client experiences. <laughs> I'm all for that too. <laughs> um, so how much 
do you charge for some of these services? I know it depends because you customize it all, but I just want agents to know. Sometimes I hear about something I want and I imagine it's going to be, you know, $20,000 or something way out of my budget. But if I know in advance, it helps me sort of plan for it and put it as a goal instead of just feeling like it's unattainable from the beginning. So for somebody who's never hired a VA or maybe just wants your assistance with Pinterest or they're Mm -hmm. setting up their systems or something, what would something like that cost? Yeah, so I'll start with VAs and I'll go through like VAs and online business managers just to like give um, give an idea and a range. Um, so with VAs specifically, being that they're more task oriented, general support, um, and they do require some direction. Uh, typically, a starting rate is like at twenty five dollars an hour. It can jump to even fifty dollars an hour, but um, the sweet spot is for uh, someone who is. Semi starting out, semi established, I would say is twenty five dollars an hour to probably thirty five is is a sweet sweet spot range. Uh, project management um, with an online business manager who focuses on in on the project management and um, essentially they're taking initiative, they're strategizing with you. Um, they work very independently, um, and typically they're doing this service for fewer clients because they're taking on more. I would say starting at a thousand dollars a month. And then with Pinterest management, uh, a lot of times, um, and I, I know for me specifically, I'll talk here, I am, um, I do charge a setup fee for Pinterest management because there's a lot that goes into making sure the Pinterest is optimized for once we start pushing actual content that um, it will be received well and there's uh, keywords and it's being used and set up properly to attract the right people. Um, so there's typically a setup fee for that, which is usually around $500. And then um, for the management per month, it's usually like around 300 to 600, depending on the amount of pinning, the amount of blog posting that's um, happening. Cause you can't, the, the main goal, just to like go on a little tangent, the main goal of Pinterest is to lead people directly to your website, to then lead them to a call to action, to lead them to signing up for your email list. So you can have people to market to all the time. Cause who knows if social media will always be around, but you'll always have those emails. So, um, that's the goal with that. But anyway, so the amount of times you're trying to push to a website and you create a different post that needs to be put to Pinterest and all the the graphics and stuff is just, I have to give a range because that really depends on how much content is being produced. And then with system setup and client experience, uh, client experience management with, um, again, all the systems being set up and the documents being created, um, possibly an opt-in and um, email sequence that starts at 2,500. And then um, just a general system setup could be anywhere from 500 to 1,500, depending on, again, where they're at with systems. So if it's just simply like a call, like I want to review the systems, it would not be of that price. But if it's actually going in and implementing systems, then it would be in that range. Okay. A couple of things I want to say. First, for all of you who have tons of Pinterest questions right now, um, I'm also going to try and twist Jenna Arm into coming back and talking about Pinterest <laughs> if she's up for it. Um, but Perfect. I wanted to say <laughs> about the systems and client experience. For those of you listening who have some clients coming in already, like I don't necessarily think this is true for somebody who's just starting out with zero clients, but I think that's probably the best money you can spend on your business. 
I could do a whole episode about that. And maybe I will. But just being able systems help you serve your clients better too, because you are not wasting your time recreating every single email. And it's automating all those little repeatable or, you know, the things you have to do over and over again that aren't necessarily hard. They just take a lot of time, which leaves you more time to take better care of your clients. And then that customer experience, I already said how much I think that means. I agree. Just to like, just to know, like, like I think, um, what a big deal. One, I don't think you can bring someone onto a team without having proper systems in place. Um, and systems is such a generic word, but there's so much that can be done with it. Um, and then two, honestly, if you're not ready to bring someone on board, having systems in place is essentially like having an extra hands in your company. Mm-hmm. It really is because yep. everything's in one place and streamlined. And like, like you mentioned with the emails, it's a click of a button to have a canned email in there maybe two seconds to actually personalize it with specific details to that client. And then it's sent rather than like you said, just recomposing every email. Yep. So I know we're kind of hitting our time here, but I want to talk real quick about some of the specific things that you do as a VA or what a travel agent who wants to hire a VA um, Mm -hmm. could maybe expect to be able to offload. I know, and I don't necessarily expect every VA to be able to do this, but I saw in one of your Instagram posts that you said you were responding to emails for a client. And I was like, what you, cause she was on vacation. And I was like, that is the best thing ever. Cause I never even considered that you could have somebody do that for you. So I don't know if that's something that a general, you know, if somebody hires a new VA, if that's what they could expect, but what can they expect to be able to hand off? Sure. Yeah. So I'll start with that. So again, that's why my relationships with those I work with and with my clients are so important to me is that I can respond on their behalf. They feel comfortable with me being in their inbox. Um, So typically anytime any of my clients are traveling, I am in their inbox handling any urgent needs. Um, And honestly, like it's, it's better for me because I'm not bombarded when they get home. I can take the itineraries that come in, the vouchers, anything like that, make sure they're in itineraries for them and send them a detailed report. Uh, sometimes it's day by day or sometimes it's in full upon um, their return, depending on if they're in their inbox at all while traveling. But just then nothing stops. Business keeps happening. Um, their clients are still taken care of. There's everything really um, is still in motion and they're not as bombarded when they get back upon travel as well. So that's one thing. Um, uh, some people do that. Uh, you, it really like there's so many capabilities within a VA or business manager. It really um, depends on that specific person. But um, definitely email management is on other others list. Um, real I also quick before you move do- on mm-hmm. to another subject here, just because I want agents listening to understand how important this could be for them. It's not just I imagine there's some out there thinking, oh, it's not a big deal. I don't mind just bringing my laptop and answering a few emails. But I think it's important for us to enjoy our lives too. So just the benefit of being able to go on vacation and not having to constantly check email or worry about what's happening with your clients. I mean, that's valuable too. It's not all about your bottom line. The other reasons you offer this and that it's a good thing are great. But I think there are some sometimes unseen benefits. And I think being a travel agent is hard work and it's hard to travel as a travel agent because we're always 
in travel agent mode, but I think anything you can do to help make that an actual vacation is a huge bonus. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And it's not even just like, hey, you need some time to unwind and actually relax. It's like if it's a work trip and you're traveling to Italy and you're trying to answer emails, but also do some site inspections, you're not present as if you were completely off doing site inspections. And essentially, if it's a work trip or vacation, you resting or you simply being present in what you're doing helps you serve your clients better anyway. So Mm -hmm. I I completely agree with you on that. Um, Okay, so additional things, research, um, itinerary building. So whether that is proposals um, to making, making changes along the way to preparing final documents and printing final documents, mailing final documents, like we um, kind of discussed, invoicing. Um, I am in travel joy and client base for that. Um, creating, creating contact for it within um, co- like contact cards within client base and also in travel joy, uh, preparing, like I said, preparing and sending final documents, uh, blog writing and preparing um, social media. And I don't do social media, but I know that's a big need and I get a lot of increase for that. So just general social media like Facebook and um, Instagram specifically. Uh, I think YouTube would be a great thing for people to start getting on. So that's another entity of the social media. Um, newsletter writing, newsletter scheduling and sending. That's something that I do for my uh, my reoccurring clients. Email marketing, like I said, system setup, email and calendar management. Uh, all that. What just does that really mean? Beautiful. What is that email and calendar management? So email management, like we like we chatted about um, a little Checking bit ago. Yeah. 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 And then calendars still adding stuff to calendars, um, adding trips come in and they're actually booked, putting that directly onto calendars. Um, um, again, everyone has a different sort of system, but, but that's, that's, that's one way yeah. um, you can keep track of that. And that's just simply through Google calendar. Okay. And those are things that yeah, one, so, like one, if they hire a VA, that's not you, that's something that, most VAs would do, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some VAs that are like very specific to social media. Something that I found with social media is a lot of people are looking for their content to be written and shared. Um, And I personally don't think that uh, small businesses are such an intimate feel and I want to make sure that voice is put across. So I um, steered away from social media, like actually writing. Uh, Posting is one thing, that's a different story. But with the writing, I highly suggest um, hiring a copywriter for social media um, posts because you can put all your posts into a scheduler, but a copywriter is so awesome for actually capturing your brand voice and making sure that is portrayed across all platforms. I agree with you. So how would somebody find or qualify what do travel agents need to look for in a VA and I guess this is two separate questions but what do they need to look for and what should they have in place in their business is there anything they need to do to prepare like I don't want them you know you hire a cleaner and you clean your house first before they come over I don't want them (laughs) doing that but sure sure um well one the things to have in place would be really would be systems it doesn't have to be perfect you could hire a VA that is great with systems and can help tweak that. However, having some sort of systems in place that allows allows the person to 
know what they can let go and how they're going to let it go is the biggest thing. Cause you don't want to hire someone and be like, I, I really need you, but I'm not sure what to give you. So before even jumping into the hiring process, have, they could just even be a few templates of like how, how you book trips and how you execute them. Um, a few templates on how, how you want your newsletter to be written, things like that. Um, but the bi- really the biggest thing is being able to determine where you need support, what you can eliminate and prioritize what, what type of outsourcing you need. So if you're like, I need to be all over social media and, um, I don't have time to write my content, then that gives you, that gives you an area or I can let go writing my content. So that gives you an area to really focus on. Or if you're like, I have inquiries coming in constantly, but I do like my proposals are not great right now because I just simply cannot find the time. Then that gives you an area to work with. So, um, that is, that is my suggestion is having you having an idea of what you can outsource and what you feel confident letting go, setting a system in place on determining how to let that go. And that might simply be just setting up an Asana board where you can assign people things. And we can jump into that when we talk systems, but Mm Asana is a great tool for that. It's wonderful for that. So like, and that's something that can be used at a very basic level or it can be used very detailed, um, which is great. And again, it's so important for me, for my clients or the people looking for outsourcing support is that they feel, they feel confident in it. It's not easy to let things go. So sometimes the slow and steady with the race in this case, where you just slowly start transitioning things and then you jump into more. So that's, I mean, I'm speaking on that from, from, personal experience. Um, I wanted my clients to be very comfortable with how things were. It was important for me to gain their trust and for me to be able to show that I knew what I was doing essentially. So, um, it always seems to start slower and then it's like, Whoa, you can do this. Here's this. And you just end up creating a partnership. That's really, really amazing. So to kind of snowball on that, to jump into what they should be looking for, um, one specifically, their top priority for outsourcing. Um, I think that's so important. And the second, like, it's not necessarily like what experience they have or anything like that. I would say the ability to learn, um, their ability to take, I don't want to say criticism, but they can handle being critiqued because they have to learn that person's business Mm -hmm. and that they can simply, that you, you get along that you can work to work well together. I talk to some of my clients more than I talk to my husband uh, because <laughs> I talk to them almost all day, every day with um, Slack or email or anything like that. So we get along and I can, it's so important for me that I can almost like finish their sentences or read their minds when I feel like they're in need of something. And that's just simply from connecting with the right people and building those relationships. So making sure that 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 you can do I think is so important. So is there a way to phrase it if you're hiring somebody for the first time to do like a trial run like you know we'll work together is there a contract you would have them sign like we're just going to do two months as a trial and see how it goes? Yes so absolutely so in my contracts and um, all all VAs should be providing a contract, uh, or if not, 
there needs to be some contract in place just due to the fact that it is a professional relationship and it's a working relationship. Um, so first and foremost, my contract is for the protection of not only myself and anyone who's working with me, but for my clients, I want to make sure it's for the both of us. So there is definitely, I always do a 30, 30 day grace period, uh, where you don't have to give me any notice. It's just like, this isn't working out. And I, it, it could be on my end or their end, but it's simply, we are trying to get to know each other Mm -hmm. and we're trying to see if our working styles are compatible. It seemed like it, our phone calls and, um, the questionnaires you sent, sent me, um, the responses to the questionnaires I sent, but essentially, yes, make sure to have that in place because it is important to get that feel. And even, you know, maybe 30 days isn't enough. 60 days might be it. And typically they'll be very, um, very responsive to that. That's a, that's a pretty standard practice. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So now for all the agents listening who want to hire you for Pinterest and to help them set up their systems and their customer experience, where can they reach you? Yeah, they can email me at Jenna at in the details, darling.com, or you can find me on Instagram at in the details, darling. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenna. I have really enjoyed this conversation. I could probably talk to you all day and um, will definitely want to have you back soon if you're up for it. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I am completely up for it. And it was so nice to chat. I really appreciate you having me. That was so good, right? I could, I really had to contain myself, especially when we got to things about customer experiences and processes. Those are some of my very favorite things. So I'm really excited to have her back on. When I mentioned that in our conversation, I was not just being polite. I 100% want her back on the show and she has agreed. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss it. If you'd like to hire Jenna to help you set up some systems and processes or get your client experience put together or with Pinterest marketing, make sure you reach out. As she said, her email address is Jenna at in the details, darling.com. You can also find her on Instagram at in the details, darling, and her website is in the details, darling.com as well. So please reach out to her and let her know you heard her on the show. And even if you're not ready to hire her yet, I'd love it if you'd reach out and thank her and let her know what you got out of the show as well. So that's it for this week, you guys. I will be back with another episode soon. Have a really great week. I'll see you then. Bye.